welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Tis the season to get glammy. I'm nominated for two 2021 Glam Awards for Best Podcast and Best Writer Blogger, and I need your help to win. This year, both categories are in the People's Choice voting, so the public will determine who wins. All you need to do is go to GlamAwards.net, click the tab for People's Choice, and vote. You might only be allowed to use your email once, so you better tell all your friends, family, enemies, hell, even tell the Canadian Mounties, the moose in your backyard, and even Brooklyn Heights herself. Vote now before the voting window closes, and I repeat, tell everyone! And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit TheaterTheNow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. It's time for the reign of ice. A new queen of the north has been crowned as 2021 comes to a close. So who will be sporting some bling for my incredible recap guest? Listen to find out as we talk all things Canada's Drag Race 2. And joining me is someone who knows how to make any drag artist sparkle and shine. It's Devin from Amped Accessories. Hello. Hello and how are you? I'm hanging in there. I'm doing all right. Um, I can't believe the year is basically over. Yeah, it. but then again, I think it's just one big blur for the last two years. So we're like, what day is oh, it of the week? We don't know anymore. <laughs> Absolutely. And like, I, I bitch and complain about how much drag race I've covered this year. But if I don't, if I didn't have it, I don't think I would have been as sane as I am. Because uh, it was a very welcome distraction. Yeah, and it's it's kind of that one thing you can count on is like hey we have 17 seasons per week to watch mm-hmm. it's amazing mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so listeners if you have not done so yet uh, make sure you fill out the uh drag race end of the year awards we will be recording that podcast next week once we officially have a winner for drag race italia tomorrow um then we'll record everything and chat about who voted for who we got some really interesting results and might have some uh canadian winners Well, we do like a good Canadian winner. <laughs> That's true. Now, I have some drag news of the week. I don't have that much about it, but all I can say is UK versus the world is in fact coming. Uh, we know that it's been announced for this upcoming February, I believe. I know the rumored cast. There will be some Canadians featured on it. That's all we're allowed to say at this point. I'm not going to spoil anything else, but yeah. Um... Are you excited for it, for the potential of it? This is actually something I have, maybe I just spoke it into existence so everybody can thank me for making it happen. But I've wanted to see this happen for so long because I I do love the All-Stars franchise and I think it's a great way to revisit past people. But there's just, it's a great way to shake it up and make it a bit different. Absolutely. it's a way to branch them all together. And I think it's going to be really, really interesting to watch because they all have different styles in each franchise, which it's going to be yeah. chaos, which I love. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what's exciting to me. I think the thing that is really going to be interesting is because all I know is Rue is involved. Rue is the head judge. How is Rue going to take uh, to the queens he didn't originally judge? So the queens from the international seasons from Canada or Holland perhaps maybe thailand i don't know how how's rue going to take to all those contestants i it's 
it's a crapshoot no matter which season it is so we'll see <laughs> honestly it's that's the tea um but yeah. i'm very excited for it listeners you know we'll be covering it because i committed to doing nine seasons this year and we're gonna do i think 13 if all of the rumored seasons that are happening are happening it's gonna be 13 next year Ooh, yeah it'll be fun <laughs> Well, before we dive into this finale, which was super fun, I want to uh, let the listeners in on a little bit about yourself at Amped Accessories. So tell us a little bit about the company and how it all began. So we started in 2015. And the biggest thing that kind of made it happen was um, years and years ago, like I in recent years, I haven't performed anywhere near as much. But years ago, I was I was purchasing a lot of drag jewelry from other suppliers, other companies, and I was it wasn't even coming down to the dollars and cents of what it cost, but I was finding there was just something missing. Uh, in Canada, we're kind of our own little bubble, so getting some of these things in Canada, like I guess, can be more expensive, but. I found there was just kind of a missing level of service where a lot of times I'd order things and they're like, Hey, you'll have it. We'll have it out the door in two weeks. And I was waiting four to six months for it. So to me, I'm like, it just, there was something missing. I'm like, okay, well, let's figure this out. Let's see if, can I do this? And we made a lot of mistakes. We um, learned everything from things. So it was a very self-taught and, um, it just kind of evolved as we've grown, we've learned, and we've met different people and taken on different opportunities. So it's it's pretty cool to see that from this living room business, we're sitting watching TV, making a pair of earrings, grew into what it is now um, in like less than six years. So it's it's pretty cool that we just saw the need and uh, made it happen. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I think the first time I met you all was when I was just a guest at DragCon 2017 in New York, I think it was. I, at this point, I'm very confused by dates. I don't even know. Everything's a blur. Because <laughs> I covered DragCon as, as press in 2018, 2019. So it must have been 2017. I was there just walking around. And I just remember like walking around with my drag friends being like, this is where I want to get stuff. This is, this is the stuff I want to get. Um, and then in 2019... Uh, my dear friend Nicole Anoscopy was about to compete in Miss America and she was like oh I really want these items and me and my mom were like you know what we think you can win so we purchased um, a whole set for her for her package yeah and I we we love Nicole uh, yeah she's such a sweetheart and she's one of those people that we've we've she's been there a few times so we we've, we've kind of grown to have friendships with the people that we meet there mm-hmm. uh, so it's like when we go to these we're just we're with family, which is yeah, kind of cool. So now you have worked with countless drag artists in Canada, around the world. Who are some of your favorite collaborators? Not necessarily just Rue girls, but um, just just amazing artists to work with. Uh, well, everybody always thinks they're like, oh, well, you just have us have like endless orders coming from these Rue girls. You've had it made. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> but it's it's very. I, I love that process working with them because they are so specific with what they want and we can mm-hmm. literally create custom personal things for them in that process. So, um, but yeah, like we've worked with amazing people from Drag Race, uh, like Peppermint, I would say mm-hmm. is like one of the sweetest people we've ever met. 
Like she's yeah. just gen- she's genuine. Um, like detox mayhem. Um, Chanel from season one. She's a huge supporter uh-huh. of us as well. Um, so we we have people like I look back. I was like, hey, who have we worked with again? Because it's it's kind of a blur over time. But we we worked with somebody from every season of the franchise, which is kind of cool. That's amazing. And, but like even drag drag race people aside, um, I find even the local people we work with in Canada and at DragCon, those people we've grown, like Nicole, like we met through DragCon, and just even local performers in each city that we travel to. Um, it's, I, I just look at it that we're just creating product that works for them as individuals, and yeah. it's just special for them. So, um, yeah, like it's, it's, I couldn't even pick just one person. <laughs> it's, I know. I, I, it's a hard question for me to even set up and ask you. It's like, choose your favorite yeah. child. Now, I want to talk a little bit um, briefly about the collaboration process when you do get to work with a queen going on to Drag Race. Um, I think for me, one of my absolute favorite pieces you have ever created was for Alona Verley. Um, Dear God, when I saw that, like, I remember gushing about it and being like, I couldn't wear that. I wouldn't need it, but I want it. Like, what was that (laughs) process like? And is it one of the more difficult pieces you've created? Uh, I would say it wasn't necessarily difficult. It was just extremely labor intensive sure. because of we, that season for season one that she was on, we didn't see any of these people in person to measure them or anything. Sure. It was all through text and Instagram. Like, and so I was getting these measurements from her like hey like what's this size like what's your wrist like what how big is your neck like just so we can make sure it fit as good as possible um but the process of that was just insane it took four of us about a week to assemble the thing um but like like it was body armor it was incredible jeweled body armor um it was very interesting how it came together but um Altogether, there was about 50 meters of chain that we hand stoned through that whole thing. It was just insane. A very, like, thousands and thousands of stones in that thing. But um, in general, working with somebody going on to the show, it's, we're more likely to work with somebody going on to All-Stars because we have a bit of an idea of who could be going to All-Stars. Um, you're just kind of, in a crapshoot of who could reach out to you at, ahead of time. But um, we, we kind of figure out based on if they have very specific timelines, but they're very vague with what they're asking for. Sure. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I, if they're going. <laughs> yeah. I, I had helped. I was part of team Honey Davenport when she went on the show uh, where I mm-hmm. had, I was part of her team to help her get ready. Like, I had stoned a couple of costumes. I was like, I can't wait to see it on the show. And then never saw the light of the day. I was like, damn it. I spent all that time for nothing. Um, but like, it's stressful. I can't even imagine what it's like for a designer to be like, this is someone's career we're being a part of. Yeah. It's, I kind of disengage the concept that it is such a high profile piece because I just simply want to focus on what do they need and getting it done on time. And right. when, like with season one, we were working with four or five people in Canada for season one. 
but we couldn't tell any of them we were working with them. Right. As far as each other. So when they came to us with uh, an idea, we actually had to curb some people in other directions with jewelry they wanted so they wouldn't all look the same. Right. Yeah. I has I, I um, haven't released the episode yet, but I um, did an interview with uh, Pieretta Victory, who has designed a bunch of things for uh, Rue Girls. Um, she just recently did uh, Willow Pill's uh, promo look for season 14. Um, but she was telling me that, yeah, she's in the same boat where like she's not supposed to know certain things, but she can figure out certain things. And she kind of does have a rule where she's like, if I know it's for the same runway, I won't do it. Because it just, she just does not want to compete against herself because it's not fair to the queens. Yeah, and, and I can I can totally relate to that. We we haven't turned anybody down to do a piece when we know there's multiple on the runway, but we'll just generally suggest, hey, because uh, there were there actually was going to be I think a a maple leaf more Canadian challenge than what it was on season one. Um, where everybody wanted maple leaf button earrings and we're like hey can't make we can't make four pairs of those sorry uh we we don't have the stones why don't we try something else for that option for you <laughs> yeah so we we still want to work with them and create something that speaks to them but really tune into them as an individual versus the concept which can be challenging <laughs> Well, let's dive into the episode. We're going to have a lot more questions as we go through it. Like, I already have my first question set up after this first statement, but it's happening. We have our final three. It is battle for the Amp Accessories crown. How did you become the designer for uh, the crown and scepter? That, that honestly, so by chance. Mm-hmm. Um, when we started in 2015, we're... Uh, I've always been the person like, I want to think big. I want to dream big, like set my goals up there because at least you have something to go for. And at that point, like what's the pinnacle of, I guess, drag jewelry, biggest showcase was drag race. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, what, like, that would be so cool to have a prize on the show or do the crown and scepter or something. And we, we've had, countless conversations with the u.s franchise and other franchises about it and just it just without saying too much that i can't say uh, dollars and cents it just did not make sense um for for some of those but we got connected to drag race through a uh an acquaintance of mine who reached out to me is like hey I'm actually helping them find people that like local Canadian companies that are LGBT friendly, that they want to like see who's out there. And so we just, we got connected by chance and they initially were just wanting to see what we could do. And timing just worked out perfectly for one. And I happened to be in Toronto a month prior to when we, they wanted everything. So we actually sat down and I like, had a quick meeting and just hashed out some details and it just, it all just kind of worked out. That's amazing. And now we're going to get to the, like the specifics of the crown and everything when we get our first appearance of it on the episode, but come on the detailing of that maple leaf. It's stunning. <laughs> it, it, it I've never seen anything so beautiful. Well, like, 
which is perfect. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's the perfect crown for the Canadian winner. Like, come on, it was it was so perfect. Yeah, it it turned out really amazing. And that I guess season one and season two, they initially season one they're like let's go grand and huge and all of this, and then season two they were like we wanted them all to be still Canadian and that was they wanted to have an, a unique vibe, but they wanted to. They always want to have it incorporated somehow, whether it's like the right. Maple Leaf or the Red and Clear and all that. So um, it's fun to create those little details in there um, and play off their vibes they want. So, yeah. Well, Gia is eliminated. Kendall pictured her and Gia making it to the end together. So this is very sad for her. It is Pathea's first time wiping off a mirror message. Do you didn't think she was going to be doing it all season? But Isis and Kendall mock Pathea a little bit about her voguing. Athens is burning, as they say. Uh, and Grandma Isis's knees are doing fine, except we do hear a knee crack. And that was very relatable content for me because, again, Isis and I are the same age. I have my own set of knee issues. I move my knee and I hear cracking. So I was like, <laughs> you can audibly hear that. That wasn't like uh, the, someone adding a sound effect in. You heard her knee crack. It's and I can relate to that. This morning, like when I woke up and rolled over, I like moved both my knees and they both cracked. I was like, oh, that's that's how you start the day. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, it's a new day. They feel incredible as they are the top three. They earned their spots in the finale and they could not possibly more be more different. Isa says that her eye went straight to Pathea at the beginning due to her very specific type of drag that she did in, on drag race. But Thea believes that she has the best track record there. And Kendall didn't know Isis before she walked in, but the second she saw that mug and outfit, she knew. Had you known either of these three finalists prior to their appearance on the show? Uh, so I I know Kendall like on the, the smallest level. Like we run in some of the same crowds when I am in Vancouver. Like I know who she is and we've mm -hmm. chatted a handful of times. I wouldn't say we're like, best friends by any means yeah. um, but I know who she is um, I realized I actually had chatted with Isis like a few years ago because she did a she was, um, I think it was a YouTube like, mini documentary of like Canadian Queens and she was on it and we chatted briefly like a number of years ago about that and mm -hmm. just kind of lost touch but I was like oh I know who that is we've chatted <laughs> okay <laughs> but um, I honestly had no idea who um Pathea was because I I find like the east side is kind of in its own little bubble in Canada um they have this very unique style and it's so cool to see them on the show now because of I've never been exposed to it so I was Sorry. like they're all amazing it's very cool to see well, Pathea knew Kendall for a while and she knew that she'd be in the top with her. She also thought, damn, that's a lot of ways you can wear a bodysuit. And I was like, of course, we're going to just shade the bodysuit. I shade it all the time, so it's fine. But it's <laughs> one last alarm session with RuPaul as she asks if the girls are ready to represent Canada as the new Queen of the North. Brooklyn's going to arrive in a Navy suit to let them know that Coronation is almost upon them. She makes it clear that they will not be the Queen of the North as that is her title. She is very protective of that title, apparently. But she says that they can be a duchess, a countess, a princess, a viscount, just not the Queen of the North. What would your title be? Uh, well, that would involve me putting a dress on again. So, <laughs> What was the last time you performed in drag? Uh, it's, it's 
I performed it within the last year, and okay. but it's just much more nowhere near as often as I used to. Um, sure. It used to be every weekend that was what you did, and now I'm like, oh, so do I have to do a birthday show once this year? Oh, that's gonna be a lot of work. <laughs> Especially in the age of COVID, that's just extra work. If it's not a Zoom party yeah. and when you have to do the entire look, you might as well just sit it out. Well, pretty much, yeah. For their final maxi challenge, they will be writing and recording a brand new remix to Brooklyn's song, Queen of the North. And RuPaul is found quaking about that one because uh, we everyone thought it was just RuPaul songs we do on the, these shows. No, 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 no. Not with Brooklyn Heights doing her own music now. Have you, well, did you, he, have you heard Brooklyn's song prior to this episode? Yeah, usually as soon as I see it on social media, I'll like give it a listen, but they don't all automatically go into my like commonly listened to songs. Sure. I'll just listen to it. Okay, it's fun. It's a cute song. Yeah, it was and, a really good music video. Her and Priyanka really, I thought it was a really well-made video. And then Priyanka doing all of her videos this year. She's really killing it in the music game. Yeah, They're also going to be working. Hard to Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's so hard to keep up with everyone. Absolutely. Well, they're going to be working with uh, Brooklyn in their makeshift recording studio. They'll be learning choreo from Miss Hollywood Jade, which Isis is going to panic over. And on the runway, they will be bringing their best corona- coronation eleganza. But before they are crowned, they will be doing a very special photo shoot with a very special guest. Photographer Alexander Antovit. Antonovich is on scene to shoot the queens alongside Canada's Drag Race season one winner. What's her name? Priyanka. Uh, Pythia is there first, looking like a ringmaster, mustache and chest hair and all. Um, And Priyanka is going to say that being the first Canadian drag superstar changed her life. Is Pythia ready for that? She is, but she's also ready to touch everybody else's life. She represents the underground scene, the non-binary trans folks, drag kings, drag things, monsters, she wants to give back to her community and let the monsters reign. What is the um, alternative drag scene like in Canada? There's, I, I would say it's becoming more and more pre- like prevalent and more people mm-hmm. are aware of it. Um, like I can't speak for necessarily everywhere in Canada, but I know uh, I'm lo- I live in Calgary and the... I guess the drag king side alone, that has actually grown a lot in the last number of years. So it's more and more out there. Um, and then like the bearded drag is more and more common. I, there's a few queens here that do that. Uh, it's de- becoming more and more diverse for sure. Absolutely. Um, so it's exciting to see because I like to at least, even if I don't understand it, I at least want to be like, know what it's about. I'm like, okay, like I, I can get that. It's cool. Yeah. Especially with Dracula being such a big show and getting bigger every year that they do it. Um, it, it. It's allowing the mainstream drag audience to see that there is more than just glamour drag. Now, speaking of Calgary, I, I, I want to take it back to a couple episodes uh, early in the season. Um, obviously, they did one of the challenges where Queen of Your uh, Neighborhood was one of the mini challenges. And Stephanie Prince uh, represented Calgary. Is are cowboys like a big thing in Calgary? Is that like is, is that a thing? It it's yeah. We Calgary is known for the Calgary Stampede. Um, okay. It's like the biggest outdoor, um, ro- I think biggest outdoor adventure, biggest outdoor rodeo in Canada. 
I think, mm-hmm. if not bigger than that. Um, so we're really known for that. It's a big yearly event. Like over a million people go to this event throughout the 10, 11 days that it runs. Um, like Calgary itself is pretty like oil and gas based, but then we're literally in the prairies. So like the farming community very close by as well. So um, yeah, it's definitely, there's definitely like rodeo, stampede, nice. cowboy around and that's what i i enjoy about the international seasons for us is y'all put a little more culture into your show in a way that we just don't um and for me it's like fun to learn about other countries and about um what makes them so unique and amazing so i always love learning about uh especially canada because i was like i don't know any of this I, i if you told me to find calgary on a map canada i'd be like next question (laughs) well as canadians we're too polite to correct you Uh, (laughs) like i know where toronto is and i can show you where vancouver is and then i'm the middle part i'm like it's all the same couldn't tell you anything general range we're between the two closer to vancouver than so (laughs) all right so pathea is going to be asked how her journey's been and she says that she's constantly been constantly been in the top except for the roast it was a weak moment for her as she got in her head Pathea's look is in celebration of her body. She doesn't feel male or female, but sort of in the non-binary spectrum. And this was her way to showcase that. Priyanka tells her that she is going to be directing her in a photo shoot that they are doing together. And cue that Amped Accessories product placement. Look at that beautiful crown that they were playing around with. Um, did Now, as the designer, were you nervous at all the way they were handling it? Honestly, not really. Um, so I guess, so fun fact, I guess, about that was there's a lot of rumors. On, like, I don't go on Reddit, but I hear people asking me because I hear about rumors. And they're like, we heard that there's be two winners this season. I'm like, I honestly know nothing about that, which I genuinely didn't. But because they heard there was two crowns made this year, which actually was true. But okay. the reason they made two crowns be, was from a combination of episode one, where they photoshopped the crown in where that was hanging. That was actually the crown. Right. Okay. And with this challenge, they wanted to have a backup, like one that was going to stay in perfect condition. And in case something did happen, because they're handling it so roughly, they right. wanted to have that extra. So it was like, oh, there's going to be two winners. I'm like, on season two, come on. No, too no, soon, too soon. Yeah, I think it was one moment where Isis is just like waving it. I was like, I would be freaking out because that thing's expensive. What are you doing, girl? So, okay, yes. that makes sense. We, But both of them we did, when we make crowns, especially for something like this, like we go over and above on reinforcing them and wire, sure, putting wiring for the back. Because I guess my OC, I don't know how it's going to arrive when we ship it. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like we wanted to be in good condition. So, because this year we couldn't hand deliver it. So, right. Cause I remember seeing uh, after the big announcement, you, your photo last year from season one, when you were on set. Which I will forever get to toot my horn that I was forever the first Calgary and Alberta queen on that runway. There you go. <laughs> now, what was that experience like? Like watching it on TV? Was it bigger than you thought? Smaller than you thought? What What was that set like? 
it, it's really interesting because I guess you all think it's kind of like built like a house where everything is just like room, room to room. Not at all. Like, right, right. it's just this huge area where it's the the runway and the judges stage is in one spot. The workroom is in another. They have an area for big challenges. So it's it's interesting how they edit things together to make it look like it all goes together. But it was it was really cool to go there um, for season. One. We didn't get to go this year because of you know COVID was apparently right. a thing. So um, <laughs> season uh, three, there's time. Yeah, I'm one one day it'll be done. So, <laughs> but it, right, was, well, it was really cool to go tour it. Yeah, so we're gonna get to see this cute little photo shoot with the Battle of the Crown um, as Priyanka is on the floor. It was over for her. Next up is Kendall and the two scream as they seem to be two long lost besties. As Priyanka sets the stool, Kendall jokes and reminds her that she's going to need a new job. And I was like, that's shady and really funny. That's what, what's Priyanka going to do now? <laughs> Kendall's journey was up and down and she didn't have her Miss Cleo moment in Snatch Game, but she did in the design challenges. Priyanka apparently didn't think Kendall could win anything and was taken aback when she did find out that Kendall won the roast. She's a comedy queen because she's not funny. Um, so they must have some sort of relationship outside of the show where uh, they're allowed to joke in that kind of manner. Yeah, I I don't know who knows who, but I would assume they've all worked together in yeah. gigs when Priyanka toured for season one. Absolutely. Well, Kendall believes she's been working her ass off in so many ways that winning will give her a platform and the opportunity to share what she loves and what she does. And it's now time for Kendall to direct the shoot. And Kendall is going to sit in her throne as Priyanka is going to be the villain behind her. Uh, they crown some really fun uh, moments with the crown. Um, and then finally, we have Isis with Priyanka. The last time Isis saw Priyanka was when she was opening for her. And now she's going to snatch her crown. Isis says that it's been a journey. She is happy to be the first Ottawa girl. And she shares that she has won two of the design challenges. Priyanka shades her and is like, but why are you wearing this? And it's like, that's Again, funny, funny. Priyanka's very, very, very well. She's she's very good at comedy. Isis knows she's a good drag queen, and this is where she belongs. She is proud of herself and that she can do it and do it all. Isis says that she had got out of her own way and did the best that she could. And she tells Priyanka that she did good on Snatch Game and asks Priyanka how she did. She's never going to be able to live that down, is she? No. Well, that's like, as much as we love Brooklyn, Brooklyn Snatch Game, same thing. That yeah. was, but look at where both of them are at. You don't exactly. necessarily do well. So there's exactly. no formula. No formula. <laughs> Priyanka is so much taller than Isis in this shoot. Was the heels? Is Isis small? I just, that's one thing that I always find fascinating in drag is the heights of drag artists in and out of drag. Because sometimes you see a queen, they tower above you, then they get out of the heels and you're like, Oh, we're 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 the same height. What is happening here? You're not a, a seven foot tall Amazon woman. Um, but yeah, for, for whatever reason, Priyanka just looked so much taller than Isis. And I, now I'm curious, how tall is Isis? I couldn't tell you. I, I haven't well, met her in person. <laughs> hopefully, I'll be at DragCon. I'll get to meet her. But yeah, that's that's always one of my fun is is the fun things is to see the heights of some of the queens. Um. Priyanka is going to crown Isis, and I think they had a lot of fun at chemistry in their shoot. But Isis says that she made everything she brought, and Priyanka says she didn't make anything she brought, and, well, we can all tell. 
it's now time to start with the songwriting and their verses are going to be cute fun isis wants to write about highlights being a fashion girl she wants to show why she deserves to be there Pathea wants to make jokes about what happened but also describing herself and what she stands for Meanwhile, Kendall will make fun of herself and she will serve that cocky bitch attitude. This is her moment when they're going to be looking at her. Kendall didn't do so well in the singing challenge, but she knows she needs to redeem herself. I have been talking a lot about this challenge on the show, on the podcast, because it's now become one of those staples of Drag Race. You know, if you're getting on, there is going to be some sort of songwriting you're going to do, whether it's in the finale in an earlier episode you got to come in with some ideas of lines or verses or, or phrases you could use for yourself. Um, do you think the songwriting challenge is almost like the, you have to know how to sew on drag race. You have to know how to do a character impersonation on drag race. Have we gotten there? I, I think as they've, the show's progressed, they've figured out what makes sense, what works, what doesn't work. And yeah, the songwriting is just like the uh, the reading challenge. That's pretty standard now as well. Yeah. Uh, so I I know if it was me personally, I I always put myself in that position. Like, could I do that? Do I need to like literally just spend a few days just writing random lyrics and have a yeah. book of lyrics like copy and paste from? Because <laughs> I'm not quick on my feet like that. <laughs> yeah, that that is my advice to anyone who wants to be on Drag Race is to make that part of your prep. Take a day or two, work with friends, figure like ask them for some adjectives to describe you. Figure out how you can use that into your to your process. Figure out things that rhyme with your name, thing rhyme thing words that rhyme with Drag Race and all these things. So I think it's a really smart idea to come in with like a little binder of of phrases. I mean, we've seen Miss Cracker come in with her sketchbook and everything. So you're allowed to bring something like that, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I know I couldn't do it, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to head over to Brooklyn and the recording studio on the main stage. I just have to say the COVID protocols on television are just so strange to me. Brooklyn is in the same room as them when she does the um, intro to the maxi challenge. There's no divider in the way. Why is there a divider on that stage? Why are there dividers in between the, the, the judges um, on the panel, even though they're standing next to each other in their photo shoot? What, what, what is TV? I, I don't know. I guess maybe COVID doesn't count if it's a picture. If they're <laughs> right. taking the picture. <laughs> COVID is like, okay, Kodak friendly, if Kodak so. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 so interesting to me. It's like you're in. I would assume they're all in a pretty much a bubble of their own. Like maybe uh, uh, some of them, like the judges, get to like go out and live their lives. But the queens themselves, they're they're living in hotel rooms. They they don't have to really quarantine. So it's always interesting to watch how that's working. And I'm gonna be curious to see when that ends if it does end uh anytime soon yeah it's i it's it's interesting because you don't know the ins and outs of it but i would assume they're all in a bubble together yeah i mean i think and... we'll, I, we'll talk about it later but there was one moment in the judging when brad was getting emotional and amanda like tapped him on the leg i was like there's a thing there's a divider in between you for a reason and you're touching his leg what are we doing here <laughs> just get rid of them let, let we're, we can accept it it's fine yeah <laughs> Well, Brooklyn's going to help Isis 
and suggests a lyric for her. Um, she's going to say, change the lyric from I'm coming through to Couture coming through. And I was like, come on, Brandy, that's smart. Who knew Brooklyn was so good at writing lyrics? It's, I wouldn't have caught that one. No, it was very well done. <laughs> But Isis is really giving you this um, butch queen realness in her voice. It's very yelly, very, very deep. Um, and Pythia is like, who let the dogs out? You're going to be a dainty woman with that voice? And I was like, that's a good read. That, that, that Good shade. Accurate. Yeah. <laughs> Kendall's ready, even though it didn't go her way last time. She is serving you a one-take wonder with her rap. And Brooklyn asks her to sing a bit more, and she does even better. I was like, okay. Maybe, maybe we're getting a little Kendall redemption here. I can I can see this as a potential. Brooklyn says that she has clocked Kendall for her body suit several times, just like Chunky Heels. They're still here. They're never going to go away. Body suits, Chunky Heels, they're a staple of drag. Oh, they can go away. They can go <laughs> away. I don't care how big you are. You need to be in that letter. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> but Thea says there's an added pressure with Brooklyn there. They have to prove to her that why they should win. Pathia is going to run out of breath in her verse, but it's not too bad. She's rapping. Brooklyn's going to help Pathia find her confidence in the lyrics with conviction and layers. And everything I'm hearing, I was like, okay, this is going to be a fun song. They're doing a really good job. I can feel it. What they're not going to do so great is with when they meet with Hollywood Jade. Um, Isis is freaking out. Now, are you familiar with Hollywood Jade? Because I'm still unfamiliar with Hollywood Jade and their impact in Canadian pop culture. I Maybe I'm too old or I don't spend enough time on social media, but I just know him because of the show. Yeah. So I, I couldn't tell you what he's done. I'm sure he's done an amazing project, but... Um, yeah, he's very talented. Yeah. I, and I know I can't move like that, so... <laughs> Well, Hollywood Jade has his own clock fan and he knows he's ready to work. He tells them that this is the last challenge. The last challenge here was their crash course. Their things are going to get serious now. The choreo is fast. Hollywood Jade is like, have you heard this song? It moves. You're going to move fast. Kendall believes it's anyone's game at this point. So she wants to step up her game and stand out. Pythia, though, cannot move fast. And Hollywood Jade is like, yes, you can. $100,000, run to it. And I was like, yeah, I... You do things where there's $100,000 and an amped accessories crown and scepter on the line. You, you move a little faster. Pythia is convinced that Hollywood Jade is a lizard person. I'm not sure what she meant there. Um, maybe he's an alien. Maybe that's why he's able to move that fast. I don't know. I'm not sure the reference. But now we're going to see Isis. How is she feeling? She says she's happy to see them again. And he's like, no, that's not what I talk was talking about. I'm talking about the choreography. She's perfectly scared, um, but what will happen to her is not going to happen after last time, but she's going to pray to her knees. They're all hoping to flow like water and get that place, uh, get to that place, but guess what? They get props. They're going to be using paper fans, and I was like, paper fans? You're not going to give them the real ones? Yeah, well... You know, that, that U.S. dollar to Canadian dollar conversion really kills you. So they probably didn't have the budget for it. <laughs> Listen, Daft Boy has been a sponsor of Drag Race. Oh, I know. We, we love Daft Boy here. I, I They've sponsored a couple of my competitions. I know that they could have given them three freaking fans. Oh, put Brooklyn's 100%. face on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay. Or they were like, oh, we need fans. And Hollywood Jade is like, here, I have these in my car. And that's what they got. But 
it is coronation day. It's the day of the crowning, y'all. And Isis is the one who's going to get to say it's coronation day. And this was the first time in the edit for this episode where I was like, oh, oh, I think I think we're heading toward an Isis crowning. Because I'm someone who every finale really reads the the edit and how who's saying what, who's getting to do certain things. And for the most part, this was a pretty level episode. It, it really was anybody's game. Um, but for Isis to get that line, that was my first clue to think that maybe she was on the winner's path. Mm. Are you someone when you watch the show that reads into the edit or are you someone who's just like, I'm just going to enjoy it. And Michael, you're an idiot for reading the edit and talking about it on the <laughs> podcast. Well, there's there's a million and one ways you can read the edit. Mm-hmm. And whether it was on the show or it was edited out or any combination of sure. that. Um, I think I try to just take things as face value and not try to get too in my head of, mm-hmm. okay, well, they they pointed out on camera that this person's heel slipped off here, but they didn't point out that this outfit did not fit them at all. So maybe there's favoritism there. Like I I try to be as, I guess, face value as yeah. just visual. Like I look at the past wins and kind of gauge that. Sure. Um, you watch the show for the but, show. Yeah. And I like I try not to get too emotionally invested in it. <laughs> But hey, it's hard me. not because you're not Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, because like I like for those who listened all through the season, you heard me talking about the Kendall winner at it. I was like, she's not doing great, but she's saying things that she there's no reason for her to say. She's gonna be a long hauler, she's gonna be here till the end. And here she is, because there was no, there was no proof why she should have been here this long, but she was always present in every single episode. And she's just yeah, an amazing and- person, so I was here for it. Yeah, like everybody, like, I guess I didn't know which direction they were going to go with it at all. And I could have seen them going with any of the three. Yeah. So, like, I don't know, like, no matter who they pick, somebody's not going to be happy. Like, exactly. they're going to think that they're they're going to read into things way too much. And I'm like, ah, whatever. Absolutely. <laughs> it's fun. Well, they're going to reminisce about some of their favorite moments of the season. Kendall says, for sure, it was the comedy challenge. She feels like it was the most fun experience she's had. She loved her look. She loved her vibe and she loved her energy. Isis loved her win being the design challenges week one. She felt very grateful for that win. And Pathia's win in the root school was very much when she was in her element. And she felt like her look on the runway was iconic. And Kendall says it was one of her favorite looks she saw. And for those who haven't looked at the uh, Block Talk Drag Race End of the Year Awards, Mathia's Circus Berserkus look is in the top 10, and it's one of your options for best look of the year. So I'd say it was probably one of my absolute favorite looks on the show ever. I could not get over when she turned onto the runway. I was like, how is that so accurate? Like, I don't know. like, cause we've all seen like the two headed drag look before. Yeah. And it's just like the styrofoam mannequin head they painted lips onto. Yeah. Like this was just next level. I'm like, that's incredible. Insane. Absolutely. So what did they all learn this season? Isis learned that it's okay to be yourself and that people who she wants to have in her life will understand why she is the way that she is. But Thea learned that she can do much more than she gives herself credit for. Just being in the finale is proof. And Kendall learned that she can celebrate the flaws in herself. Life is not perfect, and that's when you settle into the fun of everything. 
And I was like, this is good advice. I wish I could be someone who could accept that advice for myself, but I'm not. Thanks, though. You tried. Things are coming out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kendall is going to ask who the trade of the season is. Pythia's like, Adriana is really cute. Kendall agrees. But most of the world will agree. And again, you can vote on this category at the end of the year awards. It was Kendall. Kendall is the trade of the season. Um, come on, tracksuits. <laughs> Very attractive boy. Like, it's always, I always like seeing them like come in in their first initial looks and then they de drag. I'm like, oh. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not much of like a, a queen to queen Kai Kai moment, but you know, there's some I would make that exception for. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, let us head over to the runway. Um, we have Tracy Melcher, Brad Goreski, Amanda Bruegel, and Brooklyn Heights. It's just family. Um, so you were a part of Brooklyn's journey this season with some of her jewels. Yeah, uh, we did a little bit last season for one or two of her looks, and she had a few pieces prior. And this year, she reached out, and she's like, hey, I need like three things. I have these three looks in mind. I'm like, yeah, sure. Like we, we had a quick call and talked about it. Next time we talk, she's like, so I have 13 looks that I need now. <laughs> <laughs> so like, all right. And she's a very hands-on person, which I love because when I'm creating something so specific, I want it to be exact. Like I am so OCD with, is the tone of the pink the right tone for the outfit? Absolutely. Like, like, I am like, some people are like, oh, it's pink, pink, perfect, goes together. I'm like, no, it's not nope. like that. But Did you have a favorite um, look this season that she had with your jewels? Uh, well, she didn't do anything like super outrageous, like as far as massive, massive pieces. Like, I did love her neon yellow look, how it all came mm -hmm. together. Um, and that I loved her, like, I'm personally, like, my kind of style is, I have, like, I kind of go on the glam and the edgy side, and I loved her rocker look, because those yeah. cross earrings, I'm sorry, those were so good. Mm -hmm. I loved how they turned out. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, she might be a little biased. She looked incredible this season. Like, it, it, I think she, who, I mean, I don't know who's designing her looks, but she looks better than RuPaul. Um, maybe RuPaul needs to find a designer. It, oh no, I, just saying. I know. I do know Brooklyn's quite hands on with whether yeah. she has people come to her with looks or she just creates them all herself. Whatever it is, she's very involved in the process, start to finish, which I love because it's. Did you get you know, to do any of her uh, looks for season 11? Um, we didn't actually. Um, kind of ironic, like she was the first Canadian officially on the show for the States. Um, I knew. I actually lived in Toronto years ago before she moved to Nashville. Um, and so I, I knew of her then. We chatted a little bit at shows, but nothing too extensive. Uh, but then after she got on the show, then we kind of like reconnected and chatted. And she's she's super great because she wants to support like Canadian. She's Canadian. She wants to help do those right. things with us. And I, I, I actually talk with her drag mom quite a bit as well. Um, so it's it's kind of cool to be working with that whole, that whole family. Um, awesome. And they're both they're both such sweethearts, like just so nice to work with, and just they're like whatever you think is great, do it, have fun. <laughs> I love that. All right, so we're gonna start off with the performance of Queen of the North. 
Um, so they're all going to be styled kind of in this icy uh, mood. Um, again, I'm not sure if they were told bring white and blue silver things for a dance number or what it was, but they all looked incredible. Um, first off, we had Isis, who's going to jump in with her spoopy butch laugh and that tight blue trucker hair and that icy silver and blue Leo. That hair. The other two were like, we're going to serve you woman. And she's like, I'm going to stand out. Mm-hmm. I... She's, she's like, I'm Beyonce. Move over. Yeah. <laughs> I thought she had a lot of energy. She really did for the start of the song look like she really was the Beyonce of the group and the other two were her supporting acts. Um, but I thought she did an incredible job with her verse. Yeah, they, like it was really well done. Mm-hmm. And I, the the only thing I noticed was that she had more, much more blue in her outfit than the other two yeah. when she started off. So I wasn't sure if that was intentional or they had the concept of bring this outfit and that's just what they all brought or mm-hmm. I, I don't know. People could read into it that, that she was the lead because of that. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> well, Kendall went full silver in her look and long blonde hair. And again, I think she looks absolutely incredible. Read her for that bodysuit, but she does them good. She knows how to wear them. Yeah, and... And like I was like I am not a bodysuit person. Like I think like they're they're great and it shows like you really get your curves out of it. Yeah. I'm still in partial like where a dress like where where did the drag wearing dresses go? Like there's very little of that now. But I can see the place of the bodysuit too. And it's like I guess it's not my style, but it's they still always look amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so her rap was very strong. I was again very impressed, especially <laughs> after the um uh, the bi-flop performance, which was not so good. She, she definitely redeemed herself. And then for me, Pathea didn't quite have as much of an impact uh, for me on this song. She was last because it was in alphabetical order, but she was just much softer and her movements were not as pronounced as the other two. I think her look was good, but she didn't look like the Pathea we got to know on the season because she really was this standout um look queen and this look was just very generic and basic yeah i i can't say i even had a favorite between the three of them like i think isis did stand out a bit more yeah whether it be that she started first or she had more blue in her outfit so that visually stood out more um but i I can't say like skill wise i didn't necessarily pick up on like much difference between the three yeah, and so. that, and I think that's what made the song so good is because they the three of them were so strong together as a unit that I'll save it for the my other podcast when I get to it. But I think it's the second best song of the entire twenty twenty one year after UK Hun. I think it was that good. It was it was definitely like it all came together really well. Like I, yeah. there's there's some songs that they do for the show. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, yes. You can feel that they were sitting around a picnic table being like, what random crap can we put together and make a song out of it? They'll exactly. buy it. <laughs> it it's true. So this was definitely much 
better. <laughs> yeah. Now we get to the bridge of the song and we hear Brooklyn, who uh, clearly recorded her own verse here, where she's going to use puns of the eliminated queens. I was like, this is perfect. This is how the song should be. Like you're honoring the entire season as well. I was here for it. Um, the only thing I wasn't here for is those stupid paper fans. Like they probably had real swords, but they had paper fans. It's like, <laughs> whatever, it's fine. But yeah, I thought this was an excellent remix to the end of the season. And I, I was, I have listened to it a couple times. I'm, I'm here for it. We're going to move over to the runway for the final category. It is Coronation Alaganza. And on the podcast, we don't really play Toot and Boot. We leave that to the, the pros over at World of Wonder. So we're going to play in on the runway. Crown it or frown it. It's That's my right. own version of the Toot and the Boot. So yeah. we're going to start off with Isis Couture. Look by Isis Couture. <clears throat> she is a queen in white. The beat is completely frostbitten. I think the detailing was out of this world. She is making it her moment, and brides wear white. She gets all the attention. Might as well do it for the full uh, coronation. I think the playfulness and the elegance of the fur with the lace worked as a strong combination. But if you're looking for bold, having no wig was such a wow moment. And then the mouth guard thing was something I didn't quite understand it, why it was there. Maybe it was a fashion runway thing. I don't know. If it was gone, I would have been okay with it as well. But overall, this was a really cool look. I I really liked the overall concept of it. And like I, I got the mouth guard thing because it was such an oxymoron to the rest of the look yeah. to an extent. But it was like so glamour and froofy and all that with the look. But then she had this mouth guard in. But then when she took it out to sync, her makeup was still like made so much sense without it. Like I loved exactly. the makeup on the face after the mouth guard was out too. And um, I would say like, Maybe like a, I'm I'm obviously not a seamstress. I would say like maybe a smidge more thing like around the body. Like it seemed mm-hmm. a little big to me. But other than that, like I loved the concept that was the head to toe white, but it was still edgy, which is hard to make white edgy. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things for me is when I when we get to this uh, runway every season, for me, what I want to remember is what you're going to be wearing should you get crowned. This is what the mm-hmm. audience will remember you in. Like last season, no offense, Rita Vega, but I was like, that's what you want to be remembering. Remembering that, that it didn't work for me. But Priyanka is like, that is the coronation look. That is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen on the runway. For Isis, it's like, it does, it's not what it, it, it reads for other people, but this was true to her drag and it made sense for her. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I noticed, it was sort of comparable to her photo shoot outfits with like sure. the feathers first. Yes. So obviously like, I, I'm certain all of these things were made ahead of time. So it just happened to come down to timing of those challenges. Absolutely. So there's nothing done with that. But um, it, if it we, wasn't the same episode, I think it would yeah. have been that I, much there's, There have definitely been late in the season episodes where me and my guests are like, you know what? They probably ran out of drag at this point and this is all they had left. So we're going to give them a slight pass because... You can only fit how much into five bags, 50 pounds each. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Brad says she came out in as a full powerhouse. She nailed every beat and he couldn't take his eyes off of her. Brooklyn says she was full 100% the entire time. She loves that each week she comes out in something different. She loved the mouthpiece. Amanda says the look is incredible, thoughtful, weird, unique, and sexy. 
Tracy says the look is gorgeous in Couture. She says it looks lavish and expensive. It looks like Isis Couture. She then says when she spoke about her childhood and about being othered and in a home uh, full of violence, she related to her. She knows what that does to a person. You put in a sh- put on a shell and second guess yourself. You wither away or be bigger and shine and dazzle. She has taken pain and made it into Isis Couture that we see today. I I, I really like that we're getting in some insight in the judges as well, because we don't always get to see that. We don't get to hear that because the, the judges often are very guarded. They're, they're all they're, They put up this wall of perfection and between Tracy and Brad, this episode, it was really kind of nice to see them level out and say, we are real people too. They're real people. What? I know. Right. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, I, I always like hearing the, the judges like feedback and I guess it gives you a different perspective because it's not just what we're seeing on screen that's edited in, right? but they're also what's edited out. We get kind of a glimpse into maybe what they are seeing off screen too. So exactly, I, I do like that. Well, this look for me, it is an absolute crown. I thought it was incredible. I would say, yeah, it's a definitely a crown look. The audience, the audience voted 98% crown it, 2% frown it. So they were very much here for it. Well, there's always that 2%. So (laughs) literally next up is Kendall Jenner, gender, excuse me, hair by Fernando Cisneros, look by Roderick, gloves by Ella Mode Nails. She is, oh, excuse me. We're going to take a drink. (laughs) God damn it. Here we go. Very thirsty. All right. She is paying homage to her culture, and now we know why she loves those curves and swerves. Uh, There's something about this look that just felt redundant. We have certainly seen Queens recycle items from look to look, but there was something about the Bantu braids returning for this look that didn't scream Kendall coronation to me. I think my issue was the material was trying to read sort of a nude illusion, but it was just so wrinkled and buckled, and the pads were so exaggerated that it just felt a little messy um maybe we shouldn't be mad at her and her body suits because they do do well on, on her body but it was not my favorite look of hers this season i'd i say it would be comparable to what isis did with her photo shoot look it was same color again yeah. for photo shoot the runway so i guess that was like okay like it feels like you just kind of added a skirt to the bottom now mm-hmm. to an extent i didn't love the fit of this outfit and maybe I'm missing something of what she's trying to represent, but it just, with how well everything else fits her, I guess this could have been, if it was done in like a stretch fabric to hug her padding a bit more, Yes, I would have been absolutely. that much more loud. And it would it, have it, made those curves look much more real. I absolutely. Guess. And it, it comes down to proportions because if you look at someone like Kimora Moore, She's going to give you the exaggerated hourglass shape, but it's proportioned properly to her body. Kendall is significantly slimmer, but she's trying mm-hmm. to do the same size as Kimura, and it just doesn't read as well. Um, and I think that's the thing that it was bothering me just a little bit. But I appreciate her representing her culture and being so open and wanting 100%. to. Um, because yeah. there, there, there are a lot of queens who are afraid to, and I think um, especially the past year, there, there's just been a celebration of black drag on drag race. And that's a huge step. 
It's and I, I love seeing that representation. So you get kind of a glimpse of who they are off screen when the drag has come off of like what is their what's their heritage? What's their yeah. what is all that? I mean, just um, just the photo that I have as my background, you have Adriana Sukidal and Priyanka all paying homage to their culture in their drag, and it's stunning. Keep yeah. doing it. This is what we love. Love it. All right. Tracy says that Kendall's verse was fire and hot. She came out like the West Coast diva that she is. She has Beyonce vibe. Amanda calls her the lead of the performance. It was powerful. She says she has an it factor and is extraordinary to watch. She wants her to keep growing and the world deserves to see her light. Brooklyn says she nailed the choreo, which is not easy to do. Brooklyn calls the look special and understands it now. Kendall says she tries to bring her culture and heritage into her drag. She says the hair is not presented in a glamour way and she wanted to stand there in her full realization that this is beautiful and was representing the beautiful that she believes in. Brad says her look is beautiful and loves the crystals. He says that the joy she knows she shares with others and people will love her in her space as well. This look, not my favorite. I love her though. I'm going to frown it. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm like in the middle between the two. Mm-hmm. I think if it was just fitted to like be hugging her body better, I would have been 100% crown it. It was just the fit was just throwing me off of it. It was just a bit chunky boxy to me. Yeah. Uh I I don't what's the what's the what's in the middle between the two? It, <laughs> like she was there. Yeah. yeah. The audience was not as kind as you are. 24% crown it, 76% frown it. Ooh. And finally, we have Pythia. <clears throat> Look by Erica Parra, hair by Petula Clack. Bless my soul, Pythia's on a roll. Come on, Hercules. Um, I was gobsmacked with this look. She nailed the silver monochromatic statue. The white updo was extraordinary. The detailing with the stones in the carving of the statue was marvelous. I wish there was a deeper gray to create the stand that dress that she had, but because it was just a little bit lighter than everything, but she came in paying homage to her Greek heritage and gave you full drag. This was so cool. I was, it was very cool. I would say I'm torn. Um, We've seen the grayscale look before. Yes. Um, I think, I think detox was the first one to do it. Mm-hmm. that I know of on, on the finale, like years and years ago, it was still done very well for, for her, for the finale. I didn't, I would say the skirts threw me off a little bit because it looked almost like a quilted fabric. Yeah. So if it was more of like flowy and more, I would have gotten more Grecian vibe off that because you get like kind of a flowy, whatever their outfits are called. <laughs> um I would, I would be much more wowed with that. It just felt like kind of boxy on the bottom end, but that also plays off the the hip pieces that she right. had to be more stone and structured. So could have been either way, I guess. Yeah, she was definitely going to try to be like the, the statue with the stand. And I get what she was going for, but I think you're right. Going a little more flowy, just it would have felt a little better. Um, but overall, it was so, so cool. Brooklyn the says, come to... Insane, so. insane. I don't even want to know how long it took whoever did, who stoned it, how long it took them. Brooklyn says, come the fuck on. She says that she has integrity in her drag. She shapeshifts every week and represents that she the, she represents the non-binary community. 
Brad says she upped the bar so high and the runway is breathtakingly beautiful. It is a perfect way to pay homage to your culture. Amanda says her talent is endless and she smashed it. She was in her lane and in her fashion, she was committed and fearless. Tracy says that she loves that she has taken some of her fantasy from her youth and parlayed it into her looks. She built a whole highway in, in the Pythia universe. It's a crown it for me. I'd say I'm definitely more crown it than frown it for sure. Just a couple little tweaks, but overall it was like so much detail, so much thought went into it. Absolutely. Um, I would have never thought to do that for the hips. Nope, <laughs> like, it was, that was very smart. So cool. The audience. So I would say that, that's a crown it. Audience went 96% crown it, 4% frown it. So they were a big fan of it. Now, Brooklyn is going to reveal the photos with Priyanka. And I have to say, this should be the new trend. Let's have the finalists shoot with the previous winner and let this be the photo that they react to as opposed to their younger selves. That was a cute gimmick. I think we should retire it. Let, let, let's celebrate the, the, the past with the present and, and bring the queens together because there's something really special when you get to see the previous winner from the previous season pass on the crown, pass on the torch. So I'm here for this trend. I, I like the concept. I still, I do like the, when they give advice to their younger self, because that does show like kind of some of the growth they've had throughout the, the season and what they've learned growing up. And that can really speak to the younger LGBT generation for sure. Absolutely. Um, I love that aspect of it. But I guess when you're thinking more on the pageant side, a lot of times the past winner does come to crown the new winner um, yeah. for, for that. So I, I like both. Well, just, Let's do both. <laughs> yeah, let's do both. Make it a six-hour episode. Yeah, we can do it. Canadian, you know, we can do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Isa says her journey is amazing. Her journey to this moment was not easy. She comes from a Hispanic household where being her was not okay. She comes from a household of violence. She comes from a past of trying to take her own life. She came to a point where she had to find something to make her happy. And that something is drag. She spent the last 14 years sacrificing and trying so hard to have a moment like this and being there has shown her to be okay to be her and deserves to be there and in this place. She could be Canada's next drag superstar and she is so proud of herself. Kendall says her journey was about when she was born. She was flamboyant. She went through some serious abuse. Her trajectory led her to a very serious problem with drugs and alcohol. For her, drugs and alcohol stole so many years of her life and opportunities she could have had. Drag turned her life back on and expressing herself in the art form and in the community. It makes it her who she is and puts her on this stage. And this is when we're going to get to see Brad on the verge of tears as he reveals that when she first came into the competition, he noticed that she had innate joy and extreme feeling of being present. When she revealed that she was sober, that's when he let what he was responding to. He is, in fact, celebrating 20 years of sobriety, and it's beautiful to him because finding out that was what he was responding to was a light and joy that he tried to dampen out for many years. He thinks she will help so many people, and he thanks her for showing up every single day. And again, I thought this was a really beautiful moment for the two of them to share because um, I wasn't that familiar with Brad Goreski. I was never uh, a Rachel Zoe fan, so I never watched that show and all that madness. Um, so it's cool to see Brad be like, I'm going to tell you my story as you tell me yours. Yeah, I, I wasn't really familiar with him either. Um, but I really do like he talked about that because um, I guess in the 
LGBT scene, like that is, it can be a very prevalent thing with going out, going to drag shows and the drugs and alcohol abuse can be excessive for some people. And at the end of the day, like it's everybody's choice to live their life how they want, but it's when people realize like, okay, this is not the right path for me personally. And they acknowledge and they want to make those changes. It's, I think it's awesome to see that. And they're taking responsibility for what they've done and moving forward in a better light. And um, again, when they talked about their younger selves, I think this is a great thing that the LGBT scene does need to see. Absolutely. That, you know, it is possible to do drag and not be in that scene. Some people, like, it's a social thing. Some people, it's much bigger than that. So, and, um, and, and, and I know that there are, at least in New York, there are a lot of drag artists who will make the excuse, well, I have to always be drinking because I need to be promoting the drinks for the bar for people to buy. And then you have other queens who are sober and say, you don't have to tell them what you're drinking. Just have a glass and say, drink up, go buy more. And that's how you can still promote it with that while staying true to yourself. And I, and I think there's a nice balance and we have to be able to have that conversation because for some people they're afraid to. So I think Kendall speaking out was really great. Yeah, for sure. Pythia's journey started in Greece in a very religious and conservative surrounding. She had expectations when she was brought into this world. Every single thing in her life was deemed wrong, and she grew up hating every aspect of herself because you think there is something wrong with you. She would pray for relief or a miracle to be fixed, but she wishes she could shake her younger self and tell them that their prayers are not being answered because there is nothing wrong with you. When she discovered drag, she sculpted herself from stone. All the fantasies created as a child and are implemented into her dragon art. And I was like, you practice that speech in front of your mirror and I applaud you for it. You did it. You made it work with your look. <laughs> but there is one more picture. What's that? Brooklyn says, Bradley, what would you say to young Alexa Diamond? Brad is baby drag. Um, Wow, that was a look. We, we've all made choices in our past. Um, <laughs> and that's actually very familiar to me because I actually keep my first drag pictures on my profile mm -hmm. so that I can look back and be like, that's where I started. Yeah. And by no man's means am I a big glamazon of, of it, but I'm like, okay, I have gotten better. <laughs> so it's a reminder to me. <laughs> Yes. Well, he says he would tell her to smooth out your boobs and one day you'll be wearing real Versace. She tried it. We're going to have our final little untucked junior. The final three are going to head back to the workroom and share one aha moment. Are aha seltzers like a big thing in seltzer or are they in uh, Canada? Or are they just like sponsor? Uh, maybe I don't go out enough to know that. Um, they're just like, I think they're just getting here and they're fine. They're nothing great. Yeah, I know like the big the seltzer drinks are now a big thing in general, but I can't say I know how Yeah, these are non-alcoholic. This is regular seltzer. That's I was like, if I were the Queens, I want booze. Give me the booze. Yeah. yeah. Well, they they did used to have that wall of vodka in the untucked room years ago. <laughs> that and that got out of hand pretty fast. So <laughs> But listen, we got some amazing moments out of it. So maybe maybe we gotta bring some of that back. Yeah. But 
Yeah. You're not my sugar daddy. You'll never be my sugar daddy. Exactly. Well, listen, I don't know if you've uh, heard anything about Drag Race Italia after what happened over there and there on I don't know what's going to happen in the future of Untucked anymore. That was brutal. Oh, they got to calm those drinks down. I honestly, I will honestly say if it doesn't air in English, I have not watched the franchise because I, I watch everything as background noise and I can't stop and read subtitles all the time. That's fair. So, all I will say is, is that two queens were forced into a punishment lip sync because of their actions during Untucked for the first oh, time ever. Great. Yep. Was Someone great. was eliminated because they were uh, breached their contract and, and they would not show what they did. I was like, I want the unaired video. Let me see what they did. Who do they hit? <laughs> but it's alas. it'll it'll come out in the finale or after the fact in a year I or hope so, so probably yeah all right well kendall loves the other two but she loves herself more and feels very deserving of the crown they discuss that their lives will change if they win but Thea reveals that she never practiced an exit line never practiced an exit speech or a mirror letter because she never been, wanted to visualize herself anywhere but the top and it's like that's kind of cool i i've never really heard anyone talk about it through that perspective Kendall says that she has been broken down and remolded into the best version of herself. And she truly believes in herself and her skill set like never before. And Isis wants to make a difference. She wants to bring beauty in the world and spread love and acceptance while looking so good. Isis has finally found people she doesn't mind. And I was like, I relate <laughs> to you. I really do. At, the, at, at your age, our age, I get that. It's hard to find people you don't mind. <laughs> yeah i i love how she said that because she was having that heartfelt moment but burning them in the process exactly i love it that's totally my style <laughs> all right well we couldn't have a finale without the eliminated queens they are on hand for the occasion so we got to talk about their looks and to celebrate them one last time we are going to play all star or all nah it's all just based on their look we're not we'll, we'll talk about who could return for an all-star season later but Let's go through some of the queens, and we're going to start off with Beth. Look by Jason Motlow, Jewels by House of Slaughter. I love that she loves pink. The hair is beautiful blonde, and the gown is that sexy two-way sequin, which I know a lot of designers hate wearing, but it looks good. She is yeah. showing curves, and she is not afraid to give us a leg with that slit. I think she just got eliminated too early, or we would have seen a really cool drag artist this season. Yeah, and it's hard because those first few people that go home like sometimes it's just the luck of the draw on that but they yeah. have so much more that everybody says oh i have so much more i wanted to show them and literally they do yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's you don't know what you don't know i guess yeah i like this look i will give it an all star i'm honestly trying to picture it so i think, I think i'll have to just go right in the middle <laughs> yeah i think they're available on um listeners if you need to see them they're on instagram on rpdr looks 2021 I believe that's the account there, there are a lot of fan accounts that thankfully are there for me when i need to look uh put put the looks on um for the toot and boot on the instagram because world of wonder does a terrible job at their social media they're terrible just give me all the looks i think they might also be on Canada's Drag Race uh, Instagram as well. Because um, I think they're promoting. They're always trying to promote. Yeah, but this promotion. look was. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing it. It was okay. It wasn't you know, anything it's... outrageous. 
Yeah, the audience kind of agree. They were 40% all-star, 60% all-nah. Next up is Ocean Aqua Black, who finally learned how to use social media and credited her designer's <laughs> look by Pascal Gilbao. I'm speechless and not in a good way. I guess she got egg on her head? I don't know. The dress is insanely simple. She put the stones on there. It doesn't save it. Sorry. Maybe I just don't understand Ocean Aqua Black. I hope I get to meet her one day and understand her in person. But on the show, I was like, nope, we do not connect. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's it's an overall like head to look. It's a good look, but I don't see it being as like best drag final runway drag. Yes, no. I'm like I'm getting my tide eyed realness here. Yeah, uh, from the dress. Like it's no, it's so no shade. It's, hmm. Yeah, it it's not bad. It's she's there. Absolutely, I'll give it an all nod for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> audience 40% all star 60% all nom next up is Calgary's own Stephanie Prince look by Patrick Osarina hair by Amaya Mirage she is a bird of prey I love this gold look the wings are extraordinary how she got it to drag race I couldn't tell you the headpiece is glorious it's a bodysuit but it's incredibly elevated Stephanie is a look queen and while her performances in the challenges may have been lackluster her runways were some of the best this season so I, when I see this look, I'm like, I have never seen her in Calgary do anything like this. Really? So I think, I think it's the, the drag race elevation of like, okay, I got to step my everything up here. So I saw a lot of her looks. I'm like, when did she all of a sudden care about her looks? <laughs> when she do drag? So, you're like, and she, she never looked bad before it's just these are just next level from what i've personally seen her do locally yeah so and i looked at this look i'm like who does she know that could have done that for her in that time frame that's insane (laughs) yeah um now what we saw of stephanie on the show is that how she is in real life is she that shady and quirky and silly i'll plead the fifth on a lot of that Um, (laughs) that's fine that's Um, fine she's she's she can be nice she can be shady she's it depends depends on the day i guess that's Um, fair that's fair we've all had that though i've had that come on (laughs) absolutely i like this look i'll give it an all-star yeah i would i would yeah it's it's pretty good (laughs) audience 88 percent all-star 12 percent all nah next up is suki doll no designers listed Again, what a dynamite artist. She is serving you culture and glamour and a little peacock. I think the beating was stunning. Her hair is high and that feather is higher. She just really knows how to sell a look in any theme. Yeah, I I really like this. I'm not a blue queen personally. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like it's, it's such a, there's a lot of detail put into this. I couldn't make a garment to save my life if I had to. So props to all of that. Like, it's good. I like it. Audience, 93% all-star, 7% all-nah. Next, we have Eve 6000, hair by Wig Zaddy, look by Lucinda Mew. Uh, This is the blue fairy now, feel old yet. I think she's got like that blue fairy godmother look for the modern age, but the sleeves are just so big and heavy that I thought she was going to fall over. Um, the hair is a really interesting blue gray. The stones do help the front. 
It's not my favorite of hers. It's, I I actually like because I like the excess of those sleeves. I like how yeah. extra they are. So like I like that part, but we've all seen the high prom dress before. Yeah. yeah. I'm not wild by that. The hair I love. I think it's great as far as just I like the stone working that they're doing in hair now. I think it's cool. absolutely it, it, it's so incredible. Envy Peru has really changed the game when it comes to the stonework. Once she started wearing them on uh, Drag Race Hall and everyone's doing it now. But yeah, I'm going to still give this an all star. It's not my favorite, but it wasn't bad. It's it's an overall like head to toe decent look. I would have put a different dress on. Yeah, but I like everything else. <laughs> Audience was 81% all-star, 19% all-now. Next up is Cynthia Kiss, hair by Sean Malmus, look by Vincent Hayu. That mug is completely Nicole Noskby. I cannot unsee it. That like that face, they have the same exact face. Um, now that you say that, I'm seeing that too. Yeah. It's insane. The dress is quite simple, but it's very fashion. I love her in a blonde pageant updo. It's great. One thing I would have loved was I needed her to have some jewels on her wrist. Go call Ant Accessories. Why are you missing those jewels? Where are they? Why, why you ain't call us? <laughs> Come on. I don't think she had earrings on. What, what, what are you missing, girl? I overall, like, I really, I liked, maybe it's like the, the color of the dress because it's kind of, I love that kind of like olive yellowy, mm -hmm. weird tone. And I like that. The, the shape and the cut of the dress is so cool. Um, it's different. Haven't really seen anything like that before. But yeah, she needed like just some accessories in it, like even like simple, like tiny little button earring or something, yeah. and like or like sort just finish things off. It was almost like um, she forgot them at home. Yeah. So, and my biggest peeve is I can't stand when people's like a part of the person doesn't match the rest of their body. So her leg tight color, it was off to me. I remember yeah. that much. It, yeah. was, it wasn't bad. It's like, hmm, that's not your skin color. <laughs> that's true. Again, it was it was good for what it was. Not the best. I'll still give it an all-star. Yeah. Audience, 70% all-star, 30% all-nah. Next up, Kamora Amore. Look by season one's Anastasia Anakwe. Jewels by LAG Concepts. I mean, she's shining and the beating is extraordinary. I think it's a great reference. It's high drag. I do not love her mug. It's just something about her nose contour that's gotten a little bit muddy for me. But I mean, this is probably the be one of the best things she's worn all season. I can't even imagine how long that to stone that, whether it be stoning Insane. or if it's beaded. Um, I'm going to take a guess that this is something she had prior. Oh, fully. Or, or she stole or, it from Anastasia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we know Starzy will bang out a good look like that, but, like, that beating takes forever, and I know they don't have that kind of time, so. No, not at all. Um, it's, I like it, I, and I like that it's, like, uh, referencing her, her culture as well. Um, it, I don't know, like, I, I'm in the middle with it as far as, like, is it in the right place or not, but I, I yeah. overall, I love it. Yeah, I will give it an all-star, but I, I agree, it's not the, the top of the all-stars, it's right in the middle. Yeah. Audience was 83% all-star, 17% all-nom. Next up is Adriana, look by V. Monique, feathers by Rodaggio, hair by drag by Sherelle. It's the dancer emoji come to life. She looks incredible. 
I love her in this look because she looks so happy and comfortable and she's bringing the Hispanic culture to the runway in such glorious fashion. I was obsessed with this look. She really is one of the, the underdogs of this season. Yeah. It's, I, overall, like I like the look. I, I might say that like, it's kind of predictable. Isn't the word for it, yeah. but it's, if it was a little more like whether I don't know how to change it up, but like I love it. It's very representative, representative of her. But we we kind of that's the look we expect of of that. Yeah. It's still very well done. But yeah. I'll give it an all star. I liked it. It was good. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. The audience eighty eight percent all star, twelve percent all nom. And finally, we have geometric. No designers listed. I think whoever made this must have also made Kylie Sneaks Love's uh, finale look. Um, green and orange is a color combo. It's been done to the point of it feels like it's copying at this point. I am not a fan of cutouts. Give me a full body like that. I did not like those cutouts because they were in such a weird place. And for me, I expected better out of Gia for a finale. Yeah, and the overall like is a very cool look. We saw it on Sonique. I don't know if it's the same designer. But I guess my peeve is when people try to do every aspect of every thing in one outfit, like I, yeah. I would have for sure gotten rid of the, the cutouts because that would have actually made it that much more cohesive with showing off the spikes of it for sure. Absolutely. Um, but when you next step is you turn that into like the one-legged bodysuit gown with spikes and cutouts and mm-hmm. like, where's the line? Like you can't do exactly. everything in one look, but Overall, like I like it. Yeah. Like I said, the cutouts no. I'm gonna be I'm gonna give it an all now because I'm so critical of Gia because I do enjoy her. Um, but I'm in the, definitely in the minority here. <laughs> I I would say like I like it because I'm impartial to that kind of green color. So you got mm-hmm. my vote there. Um, well the audience agreed with you. Good. They were 74% all-star, 26% all nom. Well, based on <laughs> Performance and runway, the judges have decided that they want to see all three of them lip sync one more time. And Brooklyn is going to remind the girls that in addition to walking away with the title, they will get a crown and scepter from Amped Accessories. Again, look at that fucking maple leaf. Like, <laughs> that beauty shot. I think you posted it. Just, just the, it was gorgeous. They re- it, Whoever it, shot that picture, they really captured it. I, I am really happy with how it turned out and i love the concept like we talked about earlier that it's still like canadian but it's still elevated um their vibe that they wanted this year was kind of like shattered ice and frozen so if you ever get the chance to see a full 360 of it it's actually symmetrical from the center but spraying ice shards in all directions if you look at it that's so cool so it's, oh it, well i hope it, i get to see it maybe it's, it's, i love it Maybe at DragCon, um, our winner will show up with it. I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I don't know. Well, they're also going to get stuff from Shoppers Drug Mart and Money, but let's be honest. They're really here for the bling bling. <laughs> well, I, I would say, like, yeah, that's a nice perk of it. But, you know, they like their dollars. They like the dollars, too. <laughs> now, I have shaded Shoppers Drug Mart every single week, basically. Is that the best they could do? Or is that just who had money? What What is Shoppers Drug Mart in comparison to what you would find in the U.S.? Is it like Dwayne Reed? Oh, 
Um, it's it's a very common like drugstore. There's like the pharmacy. There's the cosmetics. There's like the general body stuff. Like it's um, it's like a CVS type thing. Like it's it's a pretty common store in Canada. Um, they they have some high end like skincare. They got like their designer perfumes. They got their general face scrubs. Like it's I I go there and get my like I get hairspray there. I get my face wipes. I get my like standard stuff there, but he's, where's he's Mac Cosme- where, where's Mac Cosmetics? Where's Anast- uh, Anastasia Beverly Hills? Why are they not sponsoring? Give them the real good shit. Yeah, well, I think they're trying to go like initially Canadian. Okay, that's fair, that's fair. But all right, they got some good stuff there, and I do love the bonus point system. It's great. I get free support. <laughs> I'm here for it. <laughs> okay, the song they will be lip syncing to. I was very triggered by because of some personal things with that song, but they are going to be doing the iconic Celine Dion song. It's all coming back to me now, and no, no, not the eight minute um, full version because no one has time for that. But are you a fan of Celine Dion? Uh, actually. The last time I performed, I actually did the beginning of this song, faded mm-hmm. into, um, do you remember on YouTube, Kelly, the song Shoes? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I did a, a, a mix of that. Um, so like going into this big heartfelt, like big ballady number and then splicing right into Shoes. It was hilarious. <laughs> I keep my horn for that. Um, but everybody's done the Celine Dion number. They all oh, do fully. the... When you touch me like this, they touch themselves. Mm-hmm. It's been done. Eh. And what's crazy, this is the second time this song has appeared on Drag Race in 2021 because it also appeared for a lip sync on uh, Holland's Drag Race. Oh, okay, yeah. I haven't, yep. I haven't seen Holland yet, so I didn't know it. But yeah, this song, it, it has so much meaning to people. It's because it is so much... It has so much conviction. There's so much fat passion. There's so much emotion. Um and there's so much you can do with it because like Kendall, you can do that bit of camp in your performance. Isis gave you full emotion from the start. Pathea, I think because of her dress, she was kind of stuck in trying to figure out what she can do because she really was not that mobile because of the pencil dress. I think that was definitely limiting, but you also, you don't necessarily think about that when you design the outfit. Um, some some people probably do, but uh, some people do. Um, I know Olivia Lux, and if, if every single look she had designed was a reveal in case she had a lip sync, and I was like, "That's smart." That is so, smart. Listeners, if you're ever going to be on the show, make it a thing you're going to think of. I will say, Isis and Pythia were blessed with that they had little capes because that gave them so much movement to play with and and had fun with those. We um, love a good cape moments. Come on, we sure do. <laughs> I think when we got to the second chorus and we had that split screen, we got to see just how great of a lip sync song this is and why drag queens and audience respond and request this song all the fucking time. It's so good to lip sync to. It is so fun. It's it's a good one. It's a standard. Like if you go to any big drag events, that's like, like a fundraiser or something. It happens at least once a night for sure. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> for me, I would say that Kendall gave the lip sync that I would watch at a, bar that's the one that her version was what i responded to the most isis gave you a great culmination to the season i'm going to make a bold statement and say i don't know if pathea is a lip syncer of pop music i don't know if that's her wheelhouse yeah and i don't i don't know her style for performing outside of drag race so i don't know but 
Yeah, she's definitely she's. I think she's more on that like that alternative edge yeah. of things. Because after last week with those two lip syncs, I was like, it's going to be really hard to to warrant a crown on her head based on her piss poor lip syncs. But what do I know? I don't know. We haven't been on the show, so what do we know? Exactly. <laughs> We're just right. making fun of all of it. <laughs> The girls are going to hug it out one last time before it is announced who the winner is. But before that, we get Priyanka returning. She got an upgrade. That look. Mm-hmm. The arms. Uh, the Envy Pru hair. Oh my god, it was incredible. Yeah, I... I've tried to watch it like one or two times, because I watched the... Obviously, I watched the finale chunk more than once. I was like what are those things on her hips in the back? And then her arms come up like, what the, what is that? Yeah. Who would have thought, like, where did you get that made? What kind of budget you got? (laughs) That's, that's what I was like, who did you find? I mean, I know you got your EP money. You're making music videos. You clearly got money from something. Maybe this is what your hundred thousand dollars went to, but damn, (laughs) this was incredible. Especially knowing what she wore last season. (laughs) Yeah. She's definitely stepped up her, her game. And it's, I guess going on to the show initially, I will give these girls so much credit that it's really hard to go from, even if you're just, because most in Canada, basically your gig, bar gigs, they're not huge paying gigs. You might be lucky to get a, like a spotlight gig somewhere, but they don't, if they're taking the money from drag to make these looks, they go into debt to do these things. So it's hard to step it up to a drag race level overnight with what, what anywhere from 10 to 20 to 30 looks that they have to do in one short time absolutely it's tons of money well it's time to reveal the winner of canada's drag race season two and the winner is isis couture i was happy i i really did love isis i connected to her from the beginning and i think she's going to be a really different winner than priyanka but i think she'll still represent a really important um, part of uh, the drag culture and the drag scene. Yeah, I, I really like her style, and I love when they when they actually showed like all of the girls' looks like in a row, so we could see like the looks that like. And she had such good diversity to her looks, um, like all three of them did. But I just I liked just how extremely different hers were from week to week when we saw them all side by side. Um, so I, and I love the. I just love the style she has, for sure. Well, we always end with some burning questions. And the first one, uh, right off the bat, did the right winner win? I I kind of based a lot of my vibes, like kind of who was winning, who wasn't winning. I think all three of them had a place in the finale based on like winning, winning challenges, being like not lip syncing much, if at all. Um, so I, I, I don't disagree with the top three. Like, even if it was the top four, I don't, wouldn't disagree with that. Uh, but I, I think just simply that in the reunion at nine, that a lot of people were rude, were saying um, ISIS or Pythia for um, their picks. I think it was kind of skewing more to, to either of them. But then that was just the contestants' personal opinions. So yeah, I I, I think I I'm happy with Pathia winning. I think if Kendall were to be the winner, it was it would mostly be for a lot of the things she represents 
outside of the show because I remember the Meet the Queens videos and she was someone I connected with because of how vocal she was about activism and how that's a big part of her drag. So as like coming off of Priyanka, that would be an incredible person to win. But I think Isis is also a great person to win. And I'm very excited to see what she does next. Now, has do you know if she's done a photo shoot with the crown yet? Because we didn't get to see it actually, on her head yet. Yeah, and I don't know why they didn't do that. Like, maybe they... <laughs> Because I'm going to assume they filmed all three winning mm -hmm. with the scepter doing all that fun stuff. Um, so I was kind of surprised they didn't have the, the crown there, but I guess they've done that in the past with other seasons too, where the crown wasn't physically put on Inbu's head for, for it. Um, and she also had that white thing on her head, so I don't know if it fit or how, how that would have worked out. That too. Um, so I, I did talk, I actually chatted with her like briefly a few years ago and um, she doesn't have the crown and scepter yet. So she's gotcha. supposed to be getting it in January. Okay. Um, just everybody's, you know, productions on Christmas holidays. So, you know, take those days off for Jesus. Yeah, so <laughs> take, them, take them off and have a big like event where you get to see your live and get in the crown on her head. Huh? That'd be fun. Yeah. So, I, but I know she definitely wants, obviously every winner wants to do a, a photo shoot with their crown. So absolutely. Um, I know It'll that's going to be, be happening. So very exciting who would you like to see come back from the season for a all-star season whether it is a canada's drag race all-stars or uh a uk versus the world too should there be one who would oh. you like to see back well I, I i watched the rumored list of who did the uk versus the world mm -hmm. uh or no sorry whatever they call it maybe i'm not smart enough for that <laughs> to know what the name is um I love who's going back for this season for sure. Like mm -hmm. I really like that cast. I, I know of almost all of them. So I was like, they're all great contenders, great people to have going back based on who's rumored to be going. Cause I don't think they've officially announced yet, but Correct. Um, I like, honestly, I need the, like the top, top th three, top four, top five, for sure. I think all could bring something to the table for sure. Um, yeah. So, but I, I don't necessarily have any big picks off of like Canada or UK, like other than just like the typical, like top three, top five people. Um, yeah, I, I think for me, I'd love to see on an international stage to see what Pathia would do. Because I mean, if she had the money to do certain things, oh boy, what the looks would turn out to be. Um, yeah. Damn, sure. I'm terrified for everybody who would be competing against her. Um, I, I think Kendall, I would like to see just because she is such an incredible human. So I'd love to see her get another shot at elevating her looks. Um, I think I, I would love to see maybe Suki, maybe if she were to um, branch out mm -hmm. in the challenges a little more, I'd love to see what she could bring. And Adriana, I thought was incredible as well. This cast was really, really strong. It, it was a really strong cast of characters who really had some important perspectives on drag. Yeah, and I love that. I always like seeing a cast because it's it's nice to see, not that they're on different levels of drag, because they're not. Like, they're all getting on the show because that's what they want to see. So I don't think that they're necessarily at different levels of drag, so to speak. They, they all have strong suits that they can bring to the table for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I'd love to see Suki go back because she was Miss Congeniality. Um, that's correct. So... 
yeah, there's like, there's a lot of great people that could go back. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know what's happening with a season three or anything, but are, are there any queens in Canada that you would like to see on a future season of Canada's Drag Race? There's so many people that I know of, and like maybe I'm I'm more versed in like Western Canada queens um, for Canada. I was honestly with season one and two, I was really surprised that Ray Sunshine wasn't on the show. She if you don't know who that is, YouTube busy drag queen. It is, you will laugh your butt off of those videos. They are hilarious. And like, she's just, she is such a professional with like her head looks and concepts. Like she just, she, she works in the makeup industry and special effects. So she can just take it to next level with stuff like that. So I would love to see her on the show for sure. Um, that was probably my top pick sure. that I was shocked didn't get on. Um, there's so many local people like just that they're just busting their butts to get on and just do drag full time. Um, two good friends of mine, Farah enough and not enough. Mm-hmm. They both, they've, they've really elevated themselves in the last couple of years, which is really cool to see. Um, one of my good friends in Toronto, Nikki Chin, she's like, she can paint her face in 30 minutes and she looks flawless every time. And she's just this, she just knows how to move her body and she has a dancing background. Like, but there's just so many good people that I would love to see on this show. Like obviously more Western Canada people just to expose that more. Cause there haven't, haven't been many. Um, but I like, honestly, I'm excited to see any of them. Like anybody yeah. on that show, like Canada drag is so cool. Like, yeah, we're I different. think this, this was a good season again. I really was a fan of it. I, I wish there was a longer year um, besides for in six five days because we needed a little more break in between so we could enjoy yeah. each season on their own. Um, but you know, this was a, it was a good season overall. It's. Yeah, and the downside of having so many seasons and so many franchises of Drag Race is it's hard to digest it enough mm-hmm. before the next one's already there or layered on top of it. Exactly. Um, I've, I've honestly, I've struggled, probably season nine, season 10. After that point, I've actually struggled to remember all the queens that are on each season because Same. that's where it's just exploded in the last five years for yep. how many franchises, how many countries... And my friends are like, hey, did you see so-and-so's look? I'm like, okay, who is that again? Which one were they on? (laughs) Yep, I'm literally the same way. It's like, if you gave me a test to name all the drag queens who've been on Drag Race, I'd be like, I'll take an F. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, where can we find you on social media and any projects you got coming up, including DragCon? Uh, Best way, you can go to ampedaccessories.ca because we're Canadian, so .ca. Um, that's our website that has a lot of product on it. It's called pre-made options. Um, but you can always reach out to us on Instagram at amped accessories. We have Twitter. We honestly don't use it because mm, why not? Um, amped accessories on Facebook, like all of our contact is there. Just shoot us a message. And if you don't see what you like, or you have a concept in mind, reach out. We can figure out how to custom make it too. Uh, Because that's what we we thrive on that. 
Like jewelry is personal. It's got to be the right thing for you. Absolutely. Listen, if I, if I had the money right now, I would be like, I need a something for my, for the glam awards coming up in January, because I I'm doing this really I'm doing something different for my, for myself. I'm going silver and I got a, um, a iridescent harness and I got this silver jacket. Mm. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to be fun this time around. Um, Cause I really want to win a fucking glam award this year. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, best podcast. I'm going to lose to Monet Exchange and Lady Bunny, but it's okay. You can always dream. And hey, you're in the running, and it's, I'm in it's the running. an honor to be mentioned. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> now, DragCon, as long as COVID um, doesn't ruin things again for anybody, you will be back in uh, May. Yes. we. I'm, I'm honestly, I don't look at the updates of restrictions because I don't want to get mentally invested into all these changes that keep happening. Exactly. But we, as soon as they emailed us, we were like, yeah, 100%, we're going back. We're planning to be there in May. We we have, like, I will say we have a badass booth planned for this year. Um, right in front of the main stage, right on the pink carpet. So, like, we're center aisle, right at the top, prime location, 10 by 20 feet of jewelry. Like, it is, I will say it, our booth is obnoxious with how much jewelry we have there. Um, we've been, I've been making jewelry for months prepping for it. That's um, incredible. So we've got, we have, I, as of now, we have about five to 700 new pieces just for Damn! Dragon. That's so cool. It's insane. It I, is I, insane. Always, I always love your booth because you color coordinate it and it's like just beautiful to look at because you're like i know what i'm looking yeah. for and then your eye goes right there and then you're like i want it i want the the, the earrings and i want the necklace and the brace and then you have like a, a a lot of money in your pocket because they all look so good together <laughs> we that was the first years we went we didn't really we're, we're learning like how do we display this what makes sense and then we came up with the concept like why don't we just gradiate it in a rainbow around the booth perfect it makes perfect. so much sense because people are always like okay i need this color oh i oh i see this color here i don't even need that but i want it because it's so pretty and yeah um we have so many colors so many pieces coming tons of new stone options and it's it's scary like the UPS and DHL people, they're at my house all delivering more stock for us to make more things. So <laughs> now are there are there any queens you're looking forward to meeting at Dragon? Yes, all of them. Um it's, Same. we the last Dragon we went to, we did London in 2020, and that was mm -hmm. such a cool experience. So we we kind of got a glimpse of the UK side. We got um all stars five was kind of when that was just coming out or about to come out so a lot of those girls were there yeah they were um, all required to be there and then they were like nah we're gonna push it back to the spring so sorry you're just yeah. here for no reason yeah so that was like it was a cool event but there's so many seasons of, of the show and so many franchises that haven't mm -hmm. people haven't gotten to meet these people so i think it's gonna be the biggest most outrageous one they've ever had yeah um just just simply connecting with these people. Like I can't even name them all. There's so many people. I listeners, if you know anyone who works with the press company, make sure you let them know that you want to hear block talk there. Let them get get them to give me the press pass because I want to go. New York, I always get the press pass now. LA, we'll see if I'll be able to, but I really hope I get to go. Um and I I, I love it. I think it's a really fun experience and 
I mean, there's already like I think 130 queens announced for this event already, and I'm like, yeah, I could do it. I can I could do 130 interviews in a day. Let's do it. So there's, hopefully there's I'll see lot. you there. Yeah, there's so many. I I know of a lot of people that aren't even on the site yet because I think they're dropping like ten, five or ten people at a time. So it's just continuing yeah. to today. Today they released uh, at least four queens from uh, Drag Race Holland that will be there. So we're now starting to get to the international yeah. queens. So maybe some Espana and Italia queens will be there too, which will really be exciting. But I, I hope it, I get to go and I hope I get to see you there. And, and and maybe 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 someone will convince me to buy something for them again this time. <laughs> <laughs> I I would say this is going to be just a huge huge event. Um, yeah. I it's scary to think of how big it's going to be, but it's I highly recommend. If you are not necessarily just a drag race fan, but if you wanted to see the the culture of all of it, absolutely such a cool event to go to because there's all sorts of people coming there just to be a spectator of it. Yep. And you meet the most amazing people at that event. Just they and, all have that same passion. So and good. you never know who you're gonna run into and take a photo with because they may be on the show in the future season. That's definitely happened to me. Like one I remember taking a couple photos the last two times I was there with Lady Camden and look who's on season 14. So you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. There, there's a lot of great people and you don't know who you don't know. It's <laughs> exactly. Well, it was so much fun chatting with you and learning all about amp accessories and just Canada in general. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was fun. And Literally, this is the first time we've ever done a podcast. So uh, it's it's cool to get asked these questions that I think everybody knows these things, but maybe they don't. So uh, it's it's just cool to connect on different levels. And we just love what we do. And we get to meet the coolest people and connect. So it's a good time. The biggest thanks to Devin for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Bye.